Welcome to this week's presentation with Scott Toole. We are thrilled to have you joining us as we gain insight from God's Word. Now, speaking from Rosedale Baptist Church in Baltimore, Maryland, here's Pastor Toole. We're in Acts chapter 13, if you'll turn there. Acts chapter 13, if you recall, this is Paul's first missionary journey. Uh, Paul and Barnabas were sent out in verse number 1 of Acts chapter 13 from uh, Antioch of Syria, and then they uh, traveled to Seleucia in verse 4, and then uh, the island of Cyprus where uh, they, they were witnessing, planting churches, they were reaching cities, Solomon in, in verse 5, Paphos in verse 6, Perga uh, in verse number 13, and then we, we ended uh, in another Antioch, not Antioch of Syria where that sending church was, but Antioch of Pisidia uh, where we heard Paul preach a sermon, the first one recorded uh, it sounded a whole lot like Simon Peter's sermon uh, that the Apostle Paul heard that God used in a special way in his life. I'm telling you what, uh, God was blessing. People were getting saved. Uh, people were coming out. Uh, there's salvations, there's, there's strengthening, there's, there, there's blessing. The, the crowds were gathering. Look at verse number 45. But, but, I like the fact that that the Apostle Paul, he kept witnessing, he kept teaching, he kept blessing uh, until verse number 50, but, but, and so uh, he's doing the work of the Lord. I'm telling you, uh, 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 the impact that he had, the number of people that are getting saved, and, uh, and then in chapter 14, verse number 2, again, look at it, but, but. Remember how we talked about how Paul was filled with the Holy Ghost? Uh, and because of that, his mouth overflowed with the Holy Word of God. Bible-heavy sermon. Uh, the disciples were filled with positivity. Remember that? We talked about that. Uh, and because of that, uh, their mouths overflowed with praise, but, look at verse number 45 of chapter 13, but when the Jews saw the multitudes, they were filled with envy and spake against those things which were spoken by Paul, contradicting and blaspheming. Hey, they were filled with carnality. And their mouth overflowed with criticism. They're filled with carnality. And their mouth overflowed with negativity and with gossip and, and with the criticalness. But Paul kept serving and blessing and teaching and, and witnessing and expounding the scriptures and, and uplifting the Savior and, and exalting and encouraging. And God kept blessing and blessing and blessing, verse number 50, but the Jews stirred up the devout and honorable women and the chief men of the city and raised persecution against him, against Paul and Barnabas, and, and shook, they, uh, and, and, and expelled them. Uh, look at it again. Uh, he raised persecution against Paul and Barnabas uh, and expelled them out of their coast. I've never been kicked out of a city, but here they were, okay? Uh, I've never been kicked out of a ministry, but here they were. Uh, expelled out, expelled out. In fact, put down point number one, if you will. Notice first the reality of the storms. The reality of the storms, they're going to come. Uh, they're going to come. You're going to have them. Paul absolutely had them. Coming around that first missionary journey, dead man's corner, uh, Antioch and uh, Iconium and, uh, and Lystra. Uh, put down first off underneath that the reality of them. In Antioch, he was expelled. In Antioch, he was expelled. Write it down. He was kicked out. He was kicked out. Now, don't forget, this is the Apostle Paul, uh, greatest church planter, greatest missionary probably that ever lived. Uh, and in Antioch of Pisidia, he was expelled 
he was kicked out. Look at verse 50. But the Jews stirred up the devout and honorable women, the chief men of the city, raised persecution against Paul and Barnabas, and expelled them out of their coast. But they shook off the dust off their feet. Paul and Barnabas did against them and came unto Iconium and kept ministering and kept blessing and kept uh, teaching and sharing and, uh, and testifying. But now number two. Number one, at Antioch they were expelled. In Iconium they barely escaped. They barely escaped. Uh, in Antioch, he was kicked out. Uh, in Iconium, uh, he barely slipped out. Look at verse number 1 of chapter 14. And it came to pass in Iconium that they went both together in the synagogue of the Jews and so spake that a great multitude, God's still blessing, the, the church is still increasing, and uh, salvations are, are, are still happening, that, that a great multitude, both of, uh, of the Jews and also of the Greeks, believe. Praise the Lord for that. But, verse 2, look at it, the unbelieving Jews stirred up the Gentiles and made their minds evil affected against the brethren. Long time, therefore, abode they speaking boldly in the Lord. They kept serving, they kept ministering, they kept, they kept uh, getting out the gospel, uh, which gave testimony unto the word of his grace, granted signs and wonders to be done by their hands. But the multitude of the city was divided and part held with the Jews, and, and part with the apostles. And when there was an assault, and an assault made uh, both of the Gentiles, and an assault made uh, also of the Jews with their rulers to use them spitefully, despitefully, and to stone them. They threatened to kill them. They threatened to kill them. Uh, they're using them despitefully and to stone them. They were aware of it. They were aware of it and fled unto Lystra. Now, don't miss it. The reality of storms, he had them. Uh, the reality of storms, we're going to have them. The reality of storms, hey, we all have to walk through them. And at uh, Antioch, they were expelled. Uh, in I I Iconium, they barely escaped. They were talking about killing him. They, they barely escaped. Uh, in Antioch, they were kicked out. Uh, in Iconium, they, they, they slipped out. And now in Lystra, they keep doing what they were doing, uh, blessing people and sharing uh, the Lord Jesus Christ, preaching uh, the gospel, teaching uh, his word, uh, uplifting uh, the body of Christ. Look at verse 7. And there in Lystra, third town, dead man's turn, uh, and there they preached the gospel. Their message was the gospel. The miracles were great. Look at verse 8. And there sat a certain man at Lystra, impotent in his feet, being a cripple from his mother's womb, who never had walked. The same heard Paul speak, who, steadfastly beholding him, perceiving that he had faith to be healed, said with a loud voice, Stand upright, stand upright on thy feet. And he leaped and walked. And so in the, the face of opposition, in the, the, the face of criticism, in the, the, the face of attacks, and uh, in the, 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 the middle of storms, Antioch expelled, kicked out. Uh, Iconium escaped, slipped out. Uh, and now Lystra, Lystra, hey, they're still doing what they do, serving and blessing and teaching and preaching, and uh, they're not backing down a bit. Now, the response, the first part that's shocking to me, look at verse number 11, their response. And when the people saw what Paul had done, they lifted up their voices, saying in the speech of Lyconia, the gods are come down to us in the likeness of men. Uh, we've already contrasted this with Acts chapter 12. Remember when Herod, they said, it's the voice of a god and not of man. 
Uh, and Herod gave not God the glory. Of course, uh, he died there on the spot. And so uh, uh, we contrasted that here with Paul. Uh, they're doing the same thing here with Paul. Let's worship them. They're like the gods. But Paul didn't passively receive that. Uh, Paul proactively rejected that. Uh, look at verse 11 again. The gods are come down to us in the likeness of men, and they called Barnabas Jupiter and Paul Mercury. They called Barnabas Jupiter and Paul Mercurius because he was the chief speaker. They viewed him as gods. Uh, I'm telling you what, you talk about an overinflated view of the preacher. Anybody agree with that? Uh, an overinflated view of Paul. Uh, they're gods, they're gods, they're our gods. And, and not only were they saying that, uh, they were actually going to sacrifice to them as gods. Look at verse number 13. Then the priest of Jupiter, which was before their city, brought oxen and garlands under the gates and would have done sacrifice, would have done sacrifice, bowing down and worshiping Paul, bowing down and reverencing Paul. They're gods, and now they're going to sacrifice with the people. And of course, Paul, we've already talked about this, was proactively correcting that. Proactively, look at it, verse 14. Uh, which when the apostles Barnabas and Paul heard of, they rent their clothes, they ran in among the people, crying out, saying, Sirs, why do ye these things? We also are men of like passions with you, uh, and preach unto you that ye should turn from these vanities uh, unto the living God, which made heaven and earth and the sea and all things that are therein, who in times past suffered all nations to walk in their own ways. Nevertheless, uh, he left us not without uh, a witness in that he did good and gave us rain from heaven and fruitful seasons, filling our hearts with food and gladness. He quickly, uh, he proactively uh, ran in, ran in uh, and corrected their view of him saying, now wait a second, I'm flesh and blood. Uh, I'm flesh and blood, just like your flesh and blood. Uh, and he, he, he corrected, uh, proactively corrected their view of God. I'm not God. He is. Jehovah God is. Hey, God created everything, uh, and he also condemned uh, their approach to idolatry. Turn from these vanities. Turn from these vanities unto the living God. And you say, well, Pastor, we've already seen that. What's the shocking part? Verse number 18. Look at it. And with these sayings, scarcely, barely restrained they the people that they had not done sacrifice unto them, just barely. Hey, they were bowing down, worshiping him, calling him a God. You're our God. They're going to sacrifice to him. Paul runs in uh, and, and corrects. Paul uh, runs in proactively and, uh, and corrects their view of him, of God, uh, condemning their, their view of idolatry. Uh, and, and, and scarcely, he barely kept them. And so their initial res response was, let's worship him. Let's worship him. Now the shocking part is in one verse's time. Look at verse 19. And there came thither certain Jews from Antioch, where he was expelled, and uh, Iconium, where he escaped, from uh, Antioch, where he was kicked out, and uh, Iconium, where he barely slipped out, who persuaded the people, and having stoned Paul, they killed Paul, or tried to. They threw stones at Paul, they tried to, uh, and drew him out of the city, supposing he had been dead. 
Well, in one verse's time, they go from, let's worship him. Next verse, let's kill him. <laughs> and uh, uh, the one verse, boy, we love him. He's the best. Uh, the next verse, we hate him. He's the worst. He has to die. And, and not only did they have that view of him, they actually picked up stones, threw them at him, the abrasions, the lacerations, the bruises, the cuts, the teeth being knocked out, where the bones being broken, because it was so bad, they thought they had killed him. They thought they, don't miss that, they thought they had killed him, supposing him to be dead, but well, he looked like he's dead, He's so cut and uh, bruised and uh, abrased that, that he has to be dead. We threw so many rocks uh, at him. He has to be dead. Uh, and then they drug him out of the city, his head uh, bouncing off of the cobblestones, more scrapes and more blood and uh, more wounds. Uh, I, I'm telling you what, it's shocking to me that they can go in one verse to we love him, to the next verse we hate him, uh, from the one verse let's worship him, uh, to the next verse let's kill him. Uh, but look at how it happened. Look at verse number 19. It's when there came thither certain Jews from Antioch and Iconium who were criticizing, who were nitpicking, who were fault-finding, who were uh, negatively talking, who uh, persuaded the people. And that's when in that verse, next verse, they stoned him and drug him out of the city, supposing he had been dead. Put down number three. In Iconium, he was expelled, uh, Antioch. In Iconium, he barely escaped. Put down number three. In Lystra, he was executed. He was executed. Uh, I'm talking about his first missionary journey, Paul, uh, trying to serve the Lord. And at uh, Antioch, uh, he was kicked out. Uh, at Iconium, uh, he barely slipped out. Uh, and here in Lystra, he was taken out. So I read my Bible two ways. I read it first as a Christian. Uh, and as a Christian, I'm thinking about what he went through and how that applies to us. Because, yea, in all they that will live godly shall suffer persecution. In the world ye shall have tribulation. Well, I'm thinking not strange concerning the fiery trial, which is to try you as though uh, some strange thing happened unto you. And so as I read it as a Christian, uh, I, I'm trying to glean. I'm trying to, to be encouraged and, uh, and emboldened to serve God in the face of opposition. Uh, but to be honest with you, I've never met a Christian. Now, I have met some that, that at their workplace, they were fired from their workplace. Uh, they were expelled. Uh, and I've met a whole lot more than that. Uh, that, that saw the handwriting on the wall, and uh, they didn't wait until they were expelled. They escaped. They escaped. They, they weren't kicked out. They, they, they slipped out and found a new job, found a new job, found a new job, found a new job. Uh, but I've never met a Christian at their workplace that went down to human resources, and they killed him. Is anybody with me at all? And not only they killed him, they drug his body out of the workplace because they didn't want his dead corpse to stink up the company. Is anybody with me on that? The second way I read it is uh, as a pastor. And Paul's preaching, he's teaching, uh, he's pastoring, he's a missionary, he's an evangelist. Uh, and I'll be honest with you, I, I've met some or heard of, heard of. I, I don't know that I know a name to this, but, but I've heard of pastors that have been voted out of their church. Uh, at Antioch, uh, they were expelled. At Antioch, uh, they were kicked out. 
I, I do know a whole lot more than that, that they, they see the handwriting on the wall, and so uh, they don't wait until they're voted out. They, they, they slip out. They, they, they escape and go to another church, and then go to another church, and then go to another church. Uh, but I've never met a pastor that on Sunday morning, the sermon went so bad that the congregation killed him. Is anybody with me at all? And not only did they kill him, they, they stoned him, they, they thought he was dead, uh, they drug his body out the side door onto the parking lot because we don't want his dead corpse thinking up the foyer. Uh, we don't want his dead corpse thinking up the auditorium. Is anybody with me at all? Hey, get the sense that's where he's at. Get the sense, understand the tone. Hey, that's what he's going through. His first missionary journey, he was expelled. Uh, at Antioch. He was, we, he barely escaped at, at Iconium, and, uh, and he was executed, executed uh, at Lystra. Uh, he summarizes it in 2 Timothy chapter 3, and I like that Paul's trying to prep Timothy for the ministry, saying, hey, there's going to be some hard times. Be careful. Uh, it's not going to be all a bed of roses, uh, verse number 10. But thou hast fully known my doctrine, my manner of life, my purpose, my faith, my long-suffering, charity, my patience, my persecutions, my uh, afflictions, and then he names the three towns, which came unto me at Antioch, where I was expelled, uh, and at Iconium, where I barely escaped, uh, and at Lystra. He names those three towns in dead man's corner, uh, the, the, the hardships and the persecutions and, and the afflictions. You've, you've heard of those uh, which came to me at Antioch where I was kicked out, when, at Iconium where I barely slipped out, at, at Lystra where, where I was taken out. What persecutions I endured, but out of them all, the Lord delivered me. And oh yeah, by the way, it's not just me. Yea, next verse, yea, and all that will live godly in Christ Jesus shall suffer, say that with me, shall suffer persecution. David Livingston, who uh, was an icon of a missionary to South Africa, uh, as he did so alone for so many years, suffering and sacrificing for so many years, uh, got a, 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 a bulletin, a letter that uh, there was a couple uh, people in ministry, Bible college, that, that wanted to come help him in his uh, work that he did. Uh, and they said, can you tell us of a good road uh, to get there, uh, to, to be able to uh, get to you so we can help you? Tell us of a good road. David Livingston replied back immediately, if they'll only come if there's good roads, I don't want them. If they'll only come if there's good roads and they're not willing to make their own road, then I don't want them. I think about uh, the Knights of King Arthur's court uh, when they returned from battle, if they didn't bear in their bodies a scar or a wound, they were thrust out of that court by the king with the command, go get your scars. Go get your wounds. Go get your scars. Hey, we can say Paul absolutely got his scars. Abrasions, cuts, bruises, uh, broken bones. When he was kicked out, when uh, he barely slipped out, and then he was taken out, where he was uh, expelled, and uh, then he barely escaped, and, uh, and then he was executed. He was executed. Look at verse number 19. 
And there came thither certain Jews from Antioch and Iconium who uh, persuaded, they came to Lystra, who uh, persuaded the people and having stoned Paul, drew him out of the city, banging his head on those rocks on his way out. They thought he was dead. Supposing uh, uh, he had been dead. 20, uh, how be it as the disciples stood round about him, he rose up and came into the city and the next day started ministering again. And the next day started preaching and teaching again. And the next day departed with Barnabas to Derbe, 21. Uh, and when they had preached the gospel to that city uh, and had taught many, on that next day, Paul got right back into the ministry, right back on the saddle. He brushed the dust off, wiped the blood away, uh, and started serving God. Is anybody with me out here at all? It was shocking to me when I mapped this thing out. I want you to see it in a map. And so he started at Antioch of Syria, of Syria on the map, on the screens. If anyone, there we go. And so uh, on the screens, Antioch of Syria, uh, and in that uh, missionary, he went to Seleucia first and then went to the island of Cyprus next where uh, Solomon was in Paphos. And so the next screen uh, shows his missionary journey and he goes up to Antioch, of course, Perga's in there, he's ministering, he's preaching, he's teaching, and then uh, the big three, again, uh, Antioch of Pisidia is where he was expelled. Uh, it's where he was kicked out of the town, kicked out of the church, and so uh, at Antioch, that's where he was kicked out, uh, and so then he went to Iconium, the next screen, uh, Iconium, where uh, they threatened to kill him, they threatened to stone him, and uh, not like Antioch, where he was expelled, uh, at Iconium, he barely escaped. At Antioch, where, where he was kicked out at Iconium, uh, he barely slipped out. And then he went from Iconium to Lystra. Uh, Lystra. Uh, Lystra was where they weren't just talking about it. They did it. Uh, they weren't just threatening him. They actually tried to kill him. They thought they had. Uh, at Lystra, he was taken out. And the next day, next screen, he went to Derby and started ministering some more. Is anyone shocked by that at all? Now, the next thing that was really stunning when I saw it was, hey, hey Paul, you've been through so much. Uh, if you wanted to get back home and report back to your sending church, the easiest way would be go to the right and down. Go to the right and down. Close that gap. Close that circle. That's going to be the easiest way, Paul. Uh, you can save time by going that direction. You can uh, save your energy by going that direction. Haven't you suffered enough? Haven't you gone through enough? Uh, and, oh, yeah, again, by the way, there's a town in between Derby and Antioch. Haven't you suffered enough? Uh, haven't you taken enough criticism and opposition and attack? Hey, haven't you taken enough? Why don't you just go back to Antioch and you can report there? And by the way, there's a town called Tarsus. Does anybody remember what Paul's name was before it was changed? His name was Saul of... You can sleep in your own bed. Uh, you can have a home-cooked meal. Just unplug until you get your feet under you. And boy, uh, you've served for a while. Let someone else serve now. You've already gone around that circuit. Hey, let someone else go through that now. Uh, you've already paid your dues on that first missionary journey. Uh, and, and, and in my mind, I'm thinking, Paul, go that direction. Go that direction. Go that direction. Let's look at what direction he went in verse number 21. Look at it. And when they had preached the gospel to that city, Derby, and had taught many, they returned again to, say it, Lystra, where he was executed, and to Iconium, 
where he was threatened, and to Antioch, where he was expelled. No, he didn't take the easy way out. Uh, he didn't say, I served long enough. Uh, he didn't take a, a, a stay, a, 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 I'm done, and I can't take any more of this. It's too much negativity, too much opposition, too many criticisms, too much, too much attack. No, he went right back into that mess. And when he went right back into that mess, uh, he went back to Lystra where he was. Can you imagine? In fact, put down number two quickly. Number two. Uh, number one, we see the reality of the storms. The reality uh, of the storms. And hey, don't forget, uh, the one that penned the verse B, steadfast, unmovable, was Paul. The one that penned, let us not be weary and well-doing, was Paul. Uh, the one that penned, endure hardness as a good soldier, was Paul. Uh, the one that said, I fought a good fight. Uh, I fought a good fight. Uh, I've kept the faith. Uh, I finished my course. It was Paul. Uh, the one that wrote the verse, none of these things move me. None of them do. The, the threats, the criticisms, the, the opposition, the attacks, the, uh, being expelled and, uh, and almost uh, being killed, threatened to be killed, uh, and then them actually stoning me. None of these things move me. Neither count I my life dear unto myself. I don't count my life dear unto myself so that I might finish my course with joy uh, and the ministry which I received of the Lord Jesus to testify of the gospel uh, of the grace of God. Number one, the reality of storms. Is anyone with me on we're going to have them? Well, you're going to have them. Uh, I'm going to have them. Uh, um, in, in the world, we shall have uh, uh, tribulation. Uh, think it not strange concerning the fiery trial which is to try you. Uh, and the reality of storms, the reality of storms. Put down number two, the ministry in the storms. As he goes back to Lystra, where they tried to kill him. They thought they had killed him. They drug him out of the city. Hey, just dragging me out of the city, we got a beef at that point. Uh, you don't even have to stone me. We got a beef at that point. Uh, and he went back to Iconium where they threatened to kill him. Hey, that's fine. You don't want me here. I'm good. Uh, and and it, 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 in Antioch uh, where, where they, they kicked him out of the town. Now listen, he went back around the cycle. Listen, uh, this time it wasn't uh, with naivety. He wasn't naive to the hardships of ministry, the, the, the endure hardness and the struggles of a Christian life. He wasn't naive to that. Uh, they knocked that out of him the first time he went around the block. This time it's knowing full well, well, I'm going to have to go and stand that blood right there that's splattered where I'm teaching and, and, and preaching. That's my blood. That's when they tried to stone me. Uh, and uh, I'm going to be teaching and preaching. Oh, yeah, you are the one that threw the biggest stone. Oh, yeah, you were the one that was cheering and cheering when, when that, those stones were being thrown. But, but listen, it wasn't the attitude of um, Doc Holliday and Wyatt Earp walking the gauntlet to the OK Corral. It wasn't with that tone. It was a humble servant of God submitting himself to what God called him to do and lovingly blessing and uplifting and teaching and encouraging. Four things he did, that ministry in the storm, put down number one, confirmation. 22, confirming the souls of the disciples. Confirmation. It's the same word as, uh, as it's used in Acts chapter 18, strengthening, strengthening the disciples. 
Can you imagine what he looks like as he's confirming and strengthening the disciples at Lystra? Uh, I don't know if they had butterfly bandages back then. I don't know, but uh, he would have had them all over the place. The last rift, butterfly bandage, and, uh, and the bruise, and uh, maybe still uh, oozing over here, a broken bone. Maybe he's limping because they stoned him. They thought he was dead. And he goes back to Lystra, and he's strengthening them with one good arm, one broken arm. Uh, he, he's encouraging them. Uh, he has a ministry of exhortation. Put down number two. Uh, he has a ministry uh, of confirmation. Uh, number two, exhortation. Exhortation. Look at verse 22 again. Confirming uh, a ministry of confirmation, the souls of the disciples, and exhorting uh, a ministry of exhortation to continue in the faith. Uh, this is a coach at halftime saying, get back in the game. Get back in the game. Hey, keep going. Uh, you can do this. We're, we're on the winning side. And then a ministry, number three, write it down, uh, of explanation. Uh, he's walking calmly through the storm. Uh, he's walking calmly back into the storm. He knows what God's called him to do. Look at verse number 22. Confirming the souls of the disciples and exhorting them to continue in the faith. Confirmation, exhortation. And that we must, explanation, that we, not me, but we must through much tribulation, not me, but we, yea, and all they that will live godly shall suffer persecution, but that we must through much tribulation enter the kingdom of God. We, you see the cut I have here? Boy, I got that in the ministry, the bruise I have here. Uh, it was when I was teaching and loving and uh, the broken arm I had here. It's when those four people over here got saved. And, uh, and this isn't just about me, he said. This isn't just about me, but that, that we, that, that we, we're all going to have to go through it. Uh, and those that walk into the Christian life thinking that uh, it's going to be problem-free for the rest of my life. It's going to be sunshine and roses for the rest of my life. Uh, and uh, those that go into the ministry thinking, oh, people, everyone's going to love me. Uh, that's what Paul had for a verse. Worship him, love him, but then the next verse, kill him, we hate him. Uh, and it's not always going to be sunshine and roses, but we need to learn to walk calmly through the storm. Uh, the ministry of confirmation, exhortation, the ministry of uh, explanation. Put down number four, uh, the ministry of organization as he goes back into Lystra, as he goes back into Iconium, as he goes back into to Antioch of, uh, of Pisidia. Uh, look at verse number 23. And when they had ordained them elders in every church and prayed with fasting, they commended them to the Lord on whom they believed. And after that, they had passed through Pisidia, Antioch of Pisidia. They came to Pamphylia. And when they had preached the word, they kept doing what they do, kept loving and blessing and testifying and, and ministering. When they had preached the word in Perga, they went down into Adaliah and then sailed to Antioch of Syria, back home, their sending church from whence they had been recommended, whence they had been recommended uh, by the grace of God for the work which they had fulfilled. And when they were come and had gathered the church together, they rehearsed all that God had done through them. Not belly aching the whole time. Uh, all the miracles that they saw. Uh, not, not negatively, it's terrible. Uh, they, they rehearsed all of the blessings of God, the salvations and, and the people maturing and strengthening in the Lord. Uh, they, they rehearsed all the things that God had done with them during the harshest of attacks. He was walking calmly through the storm, blessing others, loving God, serving people. Uh, during the most severe of storm, the wind whipping, that storm raging, hey, he didn't go home and quit. 
Uh, he didn't go home and say, well, I served God for my time. Let someone else serve God. And I, I, I did that for a while, and then I found out it's just, no, people, everyone doesn't love you. I, I, I just found out. No, Paul said, uh, I know whom I have believed and am persuaded that he will keep that which I've committed uh, unto him uh, against that day. God's called me. Uh, God's commissioned me. God's uh, sent me. I want to keep doing what God's will is for my life. The question has to be asked, if you've been following along, how could Paul go back into that storm? How could Paul go straight back to Lystra where they killed him, tried to, uh, straight back into to Iconium where, where uh, they, they threatened him, threatened uh, to kill him, how could he go straight back into Antioch where, where they expelled him? I don't even think you're allowed back. They, they kicked you out of the city. Can he go back? Hey, how could Paul go back into that? Put down number three and we're done. The mentality. The mentality. Number one, the reality of storms. Uh, number two, the ministry in the storms, walking calmly, blessing and loving and, and not quitting, not fainting, not, not going home, not leaving, but, but, but still serving. Uh, and it's all because, number three, of the mentality for the storm. Write it down, number one. He lived for the invaluable. He lived for the invaluable. Matthew chapter 16, Christ said, If any man will come after me, let him deny himself and take up his cross and follow me. For whosoever shall save his life shall lose it, and whosoever will lose his life for my sake in the gospel shall find it. For what is a man profited if he gained the whole world? I could go back to Tarsus. I could uh, just take it easy. I could get a, a secular job. I could, I could uh, go ahead and make sure it's all about my bank account, all about the size of my house. Uh, but but uh, what shall it profit a man if he shall gain the whole world and lose his own soul? Or what shall a man give in exchange for his soul? I'm not going to live for the tangible. I'm going to live for the eternal. I'm not going to live for the financial. I'm going to live for the invaluable. Didn't Matthew 6 say, lay not up for yourselves treasures upon the earth, where moth and rust doth corrupt, where thieves break through to steal, but uh, rather uh, lay up for yourselves treasures in the heavens, where neither moth nor rust doth corrupt, where thieves do not break through to steal. Hey, Paul could walk that gauntlet. Uh, he could walk calmly through the storm because, number one, he lived for the invaluable. Number two, write it down. He focused on the invisible. He focused uh, on the invisible. Paul wrote 2 Corinthians chapter 4 when he said, We're troubled on every side, yet not distressed. We're perplexed, but not in despair. Persecuted, but not forsaken. Cast down, but not destroyed. Uh, always bearing in my body the dying of the Lord Jesus, that the life of Jesus might be manifest in our body. For we which live are always delivered unto death for Jesus' sake. That the life also of Jesus might be manifest in our mortal flesh. So then death worketh in us, but life in you. Why, I'm doing this for you. 15, for all things are for your sake. I suffer for your sake. I do without for your sake. I'm willing to walk that gauntlet for your sake. 16, for which cause we faint not. We don't quit. We don't go back home. But though our outward man perish with every stone that strikes, uh, yet the inward man is removed new day by day. For our light affliction, Paul, our light affliction, they were killing you. Our light affliction, they were threatening you. 
Our light affliction, they were constantly criticizing you. They were chasing you to the next town, uh, talking negatively about you. For our light affliction, which is but for a moment, but for a moment, worketh for us a far more exceeding and eternal weight and glory. Well, we look not at the things which are seen, but the things that are unseen. For the things that are seen are temporal. The things that are not seen, they're eternal. How could Paul and the next day go right back into the storm because he was living for the invaluable, uh, because he was looking on the invisible? Uh, Moses endured as seeing him who was invisible. Uh, 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 looking unto Jesus, the author and finisher of our faith, who for the joy that was set before him endured the cross, despising the shame. Consider him that endured such contradiction of sinners against himself, lest thou be wearied and faint in your own mind. Uh, not only was he living for the invaluable, uh, he was looking on the invisible, the spiritual. Uh, and lastly, number three, he was willing to walk through the, in, the inevitable. He was willing to walk through uh, the inevitable. For to me to live is Christ and to die is gain. The inevitable, Paul would say, is death. That's inevitable. Uh, and I don't have a choice on whether I'm going to die or not. I have a choice on what am I going to be doing when I die. <laughs> I want to be serving God, living for God. I was in Wesley Chapel, Florida, um, doing, I, I preached for Adam Wilder this last Sunday. Uh, main reason he had me do a staff development on Monday, Tuesday. Uh, Adam Wilder um, uh, has pastored there for eight years. He's got a couple staff members there, six years. He's got uh, other school teachers that are there for like two months, six months. And so uh, it's, 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 uh, the longevity isn't uh, as far. Um, and during that time, I was kind of prepping for this message, and I was telling them, his staff, telling them, well, if you want to serve in the same place for decades, uh, you want to serve with the same friends for decades rather than uh, we were friends for a time and then you said something and disposable friends, disposable friends, disposable friends. Uh, I, you didn't like what, what I did. I didn't like what, uh, so disposable friends. No, if you want to have friends for life, friends for life. Uh, my wife and I have been married for 32 plus years and um, she deserves a hand for that. Anyway, and... Um, uh, I've pastored here this May for 26 years, um, and if you're going to be in the same place for decades, serving the Lord for decades, uh, it's not going to be problem-free. You're going to have to go through stuff, and uh, there's going to be fiery trials. There's going to be opposition. Hey, there's going to be negativity and criticism. That hey, that's a fact of life. But if you want to serve the Lord all of your life, and for me, I don't want to bounce to a new church and a new church and a new church and a new church. Yeah, it's a lot easier that way. Okay, I'm going to go somewhere. I'm going to go somewhere. No, it's, it's a lot. Yeah, I get that. Uh, but but uh, if you want to serve with the same friends for decades, for decades, for decades, well, you have to have that mindset of uh, you're going to need grace that I give to you. I'm going to need grace that you're going to need to give to me. Um, and we're going to walk calmly through storms because it's a fact. They'll be there. They'll be there. Should we ask Paul, do storms come? Uh, Paul, I love the passage because he went through more than anyone in here has ever even dreamt of going through. They killed him or tried to. They killed him or thought they had. Uh, there's no one that went through more than Paul. Oh, wait a second. 
there is one person who went through more than Paul. The Lord Jesus Christ, did he walk calmly through the storm? Uh, They crucified him, scourged him, spit on him, crown of thorns in him, mocking him, jeering him. Uh, He took my sins, he took my cross, uh, and like Paul said, for your sake. Well, it's for your sake. It wasn't just for, for, for your sake, it was for the sake of the whole world. The Lord Jesus Christ died on a cross. The gospel, the death, burial, and resurrection, that's the gospel. When we place our faith in him, that's salvation. And that is today's message. We invite you to tune in next time with Scott Toole as he presents another message from Rosedale Baptist Church. For more information about today's presentation or about the ministries of Rosedale Baptist Church, go online to rosedalebaptist.org. That's rosedalebaptist.org. Join us again next time as we study the Bible chapter by chapter, verse by verse.